0: Welcome to episode eight of Never Not Creative. This is the second half of my chat with Kit Pelascus, the Melbourne creative who's worked with Lily Allen, um, Peter Alexander, Lego, and has done just some incredibly unique work. And today we're gonna talk about um, a big part of something she's been working on recently, which is called the Real Talk Project. If you go and look up uh, Kit Pulaskiis and the Real Talk project on Google, you'll find that pretty easily. And it's all about trying to create a dialogue around Real Talk, around some of the things that we struggle with as a creative. And Kit's trying to get a lot of the conversation out there to try and improve everything that's happening and to be able to give help and advice. And so it's an excellent conversation. I really, really enjoyed it. And I'm hoping we can collaborate more in the future. I also just want to say at the very beginning, and I'll remind you at the end, this week is the last week for the Mentally Healthy Survey. If you haven't filled it in yet, please jump onto the website, nevernotcreative.org only takes 15 minutes it'll really help the conversation that we're going to have around mental health in the creative industry so I'd really love it if you could do that if you haven't shared it already with your networks or with people at work please do Um, it's going to make it even more robust the more people so I think we're up to something like 16 or 1700 responses so far which is an amazing effort by everyone so yeah we're just keen to to make it even better. So sit back, have a listen to Kit and all the great advice and experience that she's got to offer and I'll hand it over here.
1: So the, 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 the other thing I saw was you created a book. That's That yeah. must have been very satisfying.
2: That was on my bucket list of things that I've been wanting to do since I was like 12. <laughs> so it was it was a really, it's a really awesome thing to be able to hold it in your hand and say, I dreamed of doing this when I was 12 and now I've got it in my hand and to have it be about the thing that I am building my brand for craft um, was extra satisfying. So it wasn't, you know, I mean, it wasn't like a novel, it wasn't anything. It was like a hundred percent me book. So yeah, it was, it was an awesome thing to have done. Yeah. I'm and proud that, of myself, uh, which
1: isn't very often. That's good. I mean, it, it's almost, uh, it's frowned upon to say you're proud of yourself, isn't it? Sometimes, which... I
2: feel icky is, when I think
1: of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what is next for the Real Talk project? Where, what do you see that as becoming?
2: Well... I mean, ideally I would love to I would love to build up more content in terms of more articles that I've written because I have so many areas that I really want to talk about and open up dialogue about. And I think yeah. I just want to I often when I started the project I was really ambitious and I was like, cool, it's gonna turn into a podcast and it's gonna turn into a conference and then I'm gonna travel the world and I'm gonna like give lectures on this and obviously I would love to do all this that stuff but um I think like because it's a passion project for me I want it to grow organically and so I just I want to build a community I think that's my my main goal for it and I want to just keep putting out really authentic stories and and getting stories from others and sharing them Um, and I think I just want like it's a it's a, a difficult thing for me to put myself out there all the time sharing these things and writing about them because every time I do it, it's like I'm exposing myself, some inner part of myself to others, to judge, I guess. (laughs) So it's, it's really scary, but it's been really good for me to shed that kind of like ego thing that can sometimes be festering there in the background. But yeah, I guess for the project, I just want to keep exploring different themes and topics, collaborate with others um, and just try to spread more of an open dialogue about it and in the hopes that others will start telling their own stories or feel more comfortable about being open about their feelings I guess that's it
1: have you have you ever had obviously we do want to encourage people to share those stories but have you ever had a a negative reaction to any of that stuff
2: um not yet I have had people that have ranted like but I think it, it was just because it seemed like it it's a safe space for people to say whatever they want. So they, they would have sent me an email or like a DM or something like that where they've just obviously had something on their chest about how something's going in their business or their brand. And they just really need to rant about it. Mm. And I say, do it. Like I'm here to listen to you rant, but um, I haven't had anyone yet sort of say, Oh, like it's actually my greatest fear to get negative feedback and have someone say, Oh, no one wants to hear about you feelings kit that's like my greatest fear so not yet have you
1: um I've never had the like no one wants to hear about this um but I've definitely had the the change in uh the way people approach you from some people um just so you know once you kind of share and and I think weirdly this might also be a male thing um because like once you start talking about mental health problems you start talking about you know feelings we don't like talking about feelings and I certainly wasn't brought up to talk about feelings at all so not only am I a male but also being English um and so we're we're not very good at that at at all um but yeah no I've I've when I've done talks specifically um that have talked about mental health you get really weird reactions so there's a there's some people who kind of you've never met they come up to you at the end of the talk and they just you know they want to chat about it and they they go like thanks for sharing and that was really awesome and then there's people who are you know in some cases like the people you are fairly or almost like closest friends and that kind of stuff who really just don't know how to handle it like will just ignore it or just like never bring up the subject again. I remember the first time I spoke about it and there was just some people who they never ever discussed it with me, never ever mentioned it. And I wasn't, you know, I didn't do it to kind of make that happen, but at the same time, it was kind of strange that it as if it didn't happen. Um, And then there's people who like, you know, you worked with maybe once or twice years ago um, and they hear about it and suddenly like they get in touch Um, or you get the, an email, it's just like, Hey, Read, read this. Thanks for sharing it. And I think it's that kind of stuff that makes you feel like yes, this is worthwhile. But then the stuff of where like the people who you're a little bit closer to, and you go, oh, I don't know whether I played, was was it a mis- I, I remember the first time I did it, and thinking a couple of weeks after, like I actually now wish I didn't do it because that's potentially changed the way that some people uh, approach me or t- or kind of talk to me and stuff. I guess it can be quite confronting.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I. De- but I would. Ha- I would say to counteract that, that that's exactly what we should keep doing it because mm. when you feel that when you're sitting in that uncomfortableness of having exposed yourself like that, and you are getting these reactions from people that may be uncomfortable, they're not be at that stage yet where they're ready to accept it or be be okay with hearing it and process it because they mm. haven't process their own maybe something that they're I'm psychoanalyzing your friends now but like you know they they're not ready for it for whatever reason and then I think it's awesome because you are like forcing not forcing but like you're being so public about these issues which are very important issues and the more they're out there the more it will be normalized and the less these people will hopefully react in that way because it's gonna be more of a normal thing. So yeah, yeah but I, I get it. I I totally get that. I think I'm lucky because I think my peer group is just like, oh, I, I'm friends with many over sharers and we talk about feelings, that's all we talk about. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it just, it's sort of like falling on the right kind of ears um, for me, but I get totally what you're saying. It's just, yeah, you worry that it might change. I worry it might change the way clients or potential clients think about me. Yeah. And I hope it, I hope that that doesn't happen. But I often worried before I started speaking about my feelings, like in terms of design and feelings, um, that people were, were going to be like, oh, yeah, she seems like she's got some issues. Like, let's not hire her. Or yeah. you know, like I think, yeah. and I think that's why nobody talks about it, or that it's been such an issue. that that, that there's not been a stigma around being open about mental health and feelings in our industry because there's something that sort of like if you feel things like that or if you have those issues that it's like is it a sign of weakness you want to be this like slick design machine that can like charge in do the job and like get all the praise and just like win all the awards and do a really like have a really awesome design output. You don't want to be that person that's like charging in as an employee being like, or like creeping in being like, Oh, I'm kind of unsure. I'm like doubting myself right now, but I'm the one for the job. I swear, like, believe me, I can do it, but I just yeah. feel scared. Like, yeah. So I worry about that a lot, but it's too late now because <laughs> it's on the internet.
1: That's true. It's out, it's out there. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um,
1: like <clears throat> yeah. And I do, I do think um, it's interesting. Is it, basically breaking down that stigma is about all about making it normal um and I think there's probably a kind of unsaid piece which in a good way in all of this is like the, the fact even that you just brought up there like oh what will clients think of me it's like actually everyone it is so normal that everyone goes through it um and it almost just goes actually whilst I'm not going to openly talk about it with them I know I can kind of relate to them and support them by giving them this work. And like I, mean, I don't think that's the reason for giving them the work, but it's not necessarily a reason mm. for like not giving the work. And it's like, especially um, from a creative point of view, like being able to be that self-aware um, is a, a huge uh, advantage, I think. Um, and the ones that are not self-aware uh, will struggle to potentially create the work um, that will relate. Um, so yeah I think that's a another big thing to consider
2: I love that way of thinking about it and like have you found you know I know you've been doing your survey and you've had a lot of audience engagement with your um, never not creative project so far have you found it because I find it I get really emotional sometimes when I hear other people's stories because they're like hurting or they've got these things that they haven't felt that they could say before and now they're saying them and it makes me like oh I'm so sad for you but I'm so glad that you said it but it's quite like I don't know the feedback can make you quite emotional like I don't know do you or angry for them or passionate or like do you get that as well
1: yeah definitely um passionate and then like also kind of proud in a way like the fact that you you came into the community and you feel like you are able to talk about it with the community. I mean, even sometimes we do like kind of anonymous posts as well where people just send it yeah. to me, but um, even like, so just this morning, i tell you what, this gave me a massive uh, step, uh, kind of uh, boosting my day. So someone over in uh, Dallas, Texas, I'm gonna call him out cause uh, he deserves this uh, okay. one sec. As I look up on Instagram, come on, come on, come on. Um, so, uh, I know his name is Logan. Let's find Logan. Hey, Logan. Uh, hey, Logan. Good on you, mate. Oh, yeah, he loves the podcast, he said as well. That's good. Uh, and now i just got to find where all this stuff lives. Too many social media. Here we go. He is um, He's on Instagram as at Lobbingsters, L-O-B-I-N-G-S-T-E-R-S. I hope he doesn't mind me uh, making such a big deal of this. Uh, but basically, he put a... Um, yeah, he put something on Instagram this morning and he said, I had the privilege of talking in front of my company about living mentally healthy and how mental health should be more widely discussed, not just in the advertising industry, but in every industry. The talk was inspired by the amazing work Never Not Creative is doing. Go check them out. These are a few of the slides I hand lettered. And so we actually just put this on our on our story, story today. And it's like, that's cool. And that's the bit where you go, I'm really kind of like, very proud of people that get up and talk about it but then also the fact that yeah, you're able to kind of make a difference from another side of the world um yeah. and I think yeah like watching that but then yes like you said I've had people sending stories of um you know like having to move um because they can't afford to live somewhere because they can't get the job to get paid um and I think there's just some things like that that are completely wrong and i would just love to fix
2: um and i think that's what motivates people like you and motivates me too to keep being outspoken about these things especially mm -hmm. with your advocacy um efforts that you're doing about you know pay and things like that it must be really motivating to get messages like that because that is like direct evidence that things are askew in our industry and makes you want to what you can and to try and change it so that that doesn't have to happen to other people
1: yeah and that is you know yeah I agree with you. It's definitely uh, it's definitely why we why we do it um, it was really interesting as well today hold off the press uh, I'm trying to find <laughs> that now can't find it uh, but um, we got an update on the survey in fact it says you, you kind of brought it up earlier uh, so we've had over uh, here it is. 1400 1415 uh, responses now to the survey we're gonna close it off at the end of September um, but it's like an it's just an amazing response which is really really really, really
2: months months. I listened to your last episode and I think you were saying that's like that's like a huge amount more than what you last reported and that's wonderful
1: yeah I think we're at like mm-hmm. six or seven hundred or something maybe mm-hmm. the last last time uh, really interesting though what we were talking about like I look, so uh, 47% of those people are 25 to 34. uh, 17 to 24-year-olds, 14%. So basically, yeah, a good 60% are under 34. Um, And so, yeah, it's that kind of uh, older, less likely to talk about it um, or kind of engage with it. Um, And then the male-female split is uh, 65-35. obviously in favour of the the female. Um, So again, there's definitely, we've been working out like how do we get more older males to take this survey so that we can see, or actually just the fact that they won't take it show that there's also maybe an issue there or they don't care or they don't want to talk about it or, you know, and and I think there's, you know, there's a lot of initiatives out there to try and get um, older blokes to talk about their their feelings and realise they might have a problem.
2: Um, There's a lot of really great stuff that um, we do, in like initiatives in Australia for that, and I think it is actually quite an issue here. Mm. I'm not sure about other countries, but I definitely here it is an issue.
1: Yeah. I listened to a great podcast the other day about um, how masculinity has changed um, and how this idea of, like, you know, if you're ever going through something, usually the the advice is man up um, and actually that's just not that's not right um, And I remember someone there was someone on this podcast um, who talked about um, uh, talked about that kind of idea of um, gender stereotypes and you know because the, the same people who say man up are the same people that say don't be a girl which is yeah. completely okay. the wrong thing to say to your you know to your kids or, or even to just to anyone um out, mm-hmm. and it's yeah it, it those things as well are being more and more talked about and more and more frowned upon like it, i think that yes they used to be said a lot um because of the stereotypes that were set a long time ago um but now they're almost like you know you get that kind of icky feeling of oh that didn't sound right like it's jarring um and so hopefully yes, you know people feel that.
2: awareness is changing of that and that's really great and i also i like it when phrases like that like antiquated phrases like that, that that when the design community kind of picks up on that and turns it into like a badge of honor like i remember seeing this whole range of like tattoos patches pins all sorts of stuff um with the phrase fight like a girl because like, you know how when you're like younger yeah. i don't know people bullies always used to be like oh, you fight like a girl but now it's like yeah i fight like a girl and so there's all these people out there making like these really awesome um, wearable things like beautifully designed wearable things that are changing what that phrase means now. And I really like that. Yeah. And I I think,
1: yeah, I think that was a campaign. And I think there was a, there was a campaign um, similar to that around run like a girl. Um, Yeah. And it was all around, you know, what does, how does a girl run? And then people did these sort of, you know, strange uh, running actions and then they showed girls running it's like nah this is how girls run and you're about to get beat um, <laughs> Love that. um cool okay so i'm i'm hoping that we can uh do more stuff together um I would, it sounds like uh, we we should be able to um and i know i've really enjoyed this chat as well it's very open thank you for being so open um
2: It's It's great great to chat to someone that is like willing to, well, open to listening to like, uh, or interested in talking about feelings. Because I think, you know, sometimes you, for a long period of time, (laughs) sometimes you sort of go into it and then someone changes the subject and you're like, okay, guess my feelings chat's over then. (laughs) So thanks. This has been wonderful. Like a therapy session. But the hilarious
1: thing is that if my wife ever listens to this, uh, she will tell you how bad I am at talking about feelings. I'm actually great at doing it with people who are thousands of kilometers away. <laughs> uh, not so much if they're sat right next to me, but that's my way. Maybe that's um, the
2: thing that the next time you need to talk about it, you've got to go to another country or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll probably have some great chats while I'm, while I'm away in Europe, yeah. Yeah,
2: for sure, <laughs> that's awesome.
0: that's it for this episode of never not creative thank you so much to kit pelascus for taking the time out to have the chat and also to share so open and honestly about her experiences and how she gets through everything as a creative if you want to find out more about kit then you can go to her website her website is kitiapalaskas.com. So that's k-i-t-i-y-a P-A-L-A-S-K-A-S.com If you want to find out more about the Real Talk Project, go to realtalkproject.net and I would also highly recommend following Kit on Instagram. All the colour in her posts will brighten your day. Uh, So you can find that through her website as well. A final reminder, mentally healthy 2018. Go to nevernotcreative.org Click on mentally healthy Find the survey, do it, pass it on, share it to other people. It will be really exciting to get the results out towards the end of November. We're going to be starting analysis on that very, very soon. So please do everything you can, 15 minutes, and then share it out to everyone. That would be great. Follow us on at NVR Creative on all the socials. Go visit nevernotcreative.org. Thank you very much for... The support that we get from Streamtime. If you're interested in project management software and you're a creative then check out streamtime.net. Next week I start a series of chats with Gabby Lord and Maggie Tang who are in Berlin. I've been in Europe so I've taken advantage of the time zone and we've discussed everything from gender to pay gaps to better diversity, to unpaid internships, to giving people the best start in the industry. It was a really fantastic chat. I've had to split it out over a few episodes. So some editing coming up and the first episode will hit next week. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks again. See you next week.